The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Sports Graded Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. This is our weekly look at the waiver wire heading into week 14. We look at the quarterback, running back, wide receivers, and tight ends. Obviously, heading into week 14, one, I assume that most of you listening are in the fantasy football playoffs. If you're playing in high stakes formats, this is actually the championship week. So, FFPC, you are playing your league championship this week. Normal 12 team home league. This is going to be the final week before the playoffs. Weirdly, still bye weeks this week. I mean, it is it is crazy to me. We have the Commanders off this week. We have the Cardinals off this week. So definitely some guys that you'd be counting on for fantasy football that are not available this week. We are going to go through all of the available names that are out there in over 50% of leagues. Let's start at quarterback. I'm going to be beginning with Jameis Winston. The deal with Jameis is that when he starts... He is a good fantasy quarterback. Scrambles a little bit, not really counting on that. He should be potentially getting Rashid Shahid back, but really he gets to throw to Chris Olave, and Jameis just throws the ball deep. That is what he does. Derek Carr not only suffered a concussion last week, but also I believe a rib injury. Not expecting him to play this week. He would be my number one quarterback to add this week. My number two quarterback, it would be Joe Flacco, who attempted 10 throws of 20 yards or more last week against the Rams. The guy went out there and absolutely spun it. I I really don't think it's absurd to say that Flacco is going to be a startable fantasy quarterback, particularly if Amari Cooper's concussion does not keep him out moving forward. The Browns have talented pass catchers. I mean, the Browns offense, not bad, and uh, I, I think you can start Flacco. However, One guy I would probably start over Flacco would be Joshua Dobbs, who's going to be returning this week. Not only is he going to be returning, but Justin Jefferson is expected to return for the Vikings this week. So you have Dobbs, who is the number one quarterback in the NFL in rushing EPA added, but you're also going to have him throwing to Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, and Justin Jefferson. After that, pretty low-end streamers. I'd rank them in this order. Gardner Minshew, Desmond Ritter, Matt Stafford, then Will Levis. Also, keep an eye if you're in a Superflex league or or a 16-team league, something like that. We could be getting Tyrod Taylor coming back for the New York Giants. We'll see if they start him or DeVito. Moving now to the running backs. Obviously, if Keaton Mitchell or Roshan Johnson are available, you guys need to be adding them. Keaton Mitchell just now the starting running back for the Ravens. And then Zeke. I mean, Zeke is available in 60% of Yahoo leagues. Ramondre Stevenson not expecting him to play for the rest of the season, honestly, like what would be the point? We're going to see 15 to 20 touches for Ezekiel Elliott for the rest of the season. Ty Montgomery will be the, you know, he'll be the the third down back, but Zeke is going to get a lot of, I mean, Zeke will still be in there on passing down. Zeke is a good pass blocker, probably better, honestly, than Ty Montgomery. We, we could see him 
really Zeke could have like sort of a Zach Mossian level role where he just literally does not come off the field. I think he's going to be a running back too. Moving forward, even on the league's worst offense, Kenneth Gainwell and Rashad Penny. One, DeAndre Swift took a gnarly hit that went uh, that, that sent him out for the rest of the game. It was very late in the fourth quarter for the Eagles. But really, more importantly, DeAndre Swift stinks. I mean, he has been he's been absolutely brutal this year and really been brutal like the last month of the season. I'm wondering if Kenneth Gainwell one starts the game against Dallas, but more importantly, if Rashad Penny is active and gets some gets a couple cracks at the early down work. Like Rashad Penny, when he starts in NFL games, He's a good runner. I actually saw Michael Salfino make this point, which is that the number one thing Penny does well is break tackles. That's not going to show up in practice very well, so the Eagles coaches really haven't got a chance to see that. I, I'm going to be spending $1 on Penny in some formats where I, I you know, have a drop. If, I, if I've if i got, I mean, one, you know, drop in Tank Dell or someone like that, I definitely think Penny is worth a buck. DJ Dallas, Kenneth Walker has still not practiced since suffering his oblique injury. Zach Charbonnet injured his shoulder against the Cowboys. Dallas, I mean, look, he's going to play 60% of the snaps. He's going to get some goal line work. He's going to get some passing down work. Kenny McIntosh has only played on special teams since being activated from the IR. I would think DJ Dallas will be in a similar situation to Zeke where he is going to get a bunch of the work. If Tajay Spears got dropped in your league, add him. Derrick Henry may or may not be in the concussion protocol, depending on who you believe. Then Tyler Goodson is the backup running back to Zach Moss. Jonathan Taylor, not expected to be back for a couple weeks. Were Moss to be injured, I think Tyler Goodson would be the starter. Moving to the wide receivers, Elijah Moore led the NFL in air yards in Week 12. Joe Flacco and Elijah Moore absolutely love each other. Uh, 12 targets for Elijah Moore in that game. Amari Cooper did suffer the concussion, so that impacted the in-game targets. But really... Elijah Moore is just probably a starting fantasy wide receiver when Joe Flacco is his quarterback. It's like a crazy sentence to say, but I think that it is true. The Texans wide receivers, very interesting. Tank Dell, season-ending leg injury. We've got Noah Brown, John Mechie, and Robert Woods. Mechie is probably the one who's like most interesting because Noah Brown's probably owned in most of your leagues, even though he missed a little bit of time with injury. Robert Woods, he's out there to run. You know, he's doing cardio. He's running wind sprints. But Mechie... Good wide receiver at Alabama, missed his rookie year due to like literally having cancer. How crazy is that, that he had cancer and came back? He's also suffered some hamstring injuries, but he saw the biggest increase in route participation once Tank Dell left the game. I, I am I, I'm pretty interested in adding Mechie for a buck or two. Same deal for Jalen Hyatt. Um, you know, he's the, he's the high average depth of target guy in that offense, him and Slayton. I think Hyatt is better than Slayton. Uh, other opinions might exist, but he's just coming off five for one Oh nine. We got Zay Jones. I'm not that excited about this one. I think you could even add Parker Washington for a buck, but, uh, Christian Kirk suffered a groin injury, testicular torsion, whatever you want to call it. Just got immediately banged up, only played one snap. Zay Jones ran a route on 94% of dropbacks. Got the second most target on the team. Uh, C.J. Beathard also threw a couple targets to 
Zay Jones. We'll see what's up with Trevor Lawrence's ankle sprain, but uh, Zay Jones definitely going to be, I mean, Zay Jones will probably be the most popular wide receiver out of the week just because he's going to be out there in so many leagues. Uh, Jameson Williams needs to be owned in 12-team leagues. We'll see when Josh Palmer gets back from the IR. He probably needs to be owned in 12-team leagues. Jonathan Mingo just had his best target game of the year. And then keep an eye on Demario Douglas's concussion protocol status for Thursday night. Devontae Parker and Tyquan Thornton were the number one and number two wide receiver for the Patriots with uh, in their zero point game against the Chargers. But you know these are kind of fourteen team league style guys, really deep formats. Uh, the tight end spot, make sure Isaiah Likely is owned. Kate Otten, you guys know the drill. Tucker Craft is just playing like literally every snap. For the Packers, kind of the same way that Musgrave was. Obviously, that has been a role that has been much more about Sklansky's. But maybe the more important thing here is that Jordan Love is really starting to play well. And if Jordan Love continues to play well, then you are more likely to want his tight end. Greg Dulcich could return from the injured reserve as soon as uh, I think this week, maybe next week. Uh, you know, just unclear exactly what's happening there. But he's like a potential difference maker on the waiver wire at tight end because when he's on the field, he does earn targets at a pretty decent clip. Uh, if you've Again, if you've got a bench spot and you've been totally cycling through dusty tight ends all year, keep an eye on him. And if, tel- if Dalton Schultz misses again in week 14... I mean, I would say Brevin Jordan is a top 12 tight end. He ran a route on over 75% of C.J. Stroud's dropbacks. Tank Dell is out. He's, like, pretty athletic. He's not—I don't think we can call him young anymore. feels like he's been on the Texans for about a billion years. Like, he played with Deshaun Watson, I'm pretty sure. So, not not a young man, but definitely, I think, C.J. Stroud's starting tight end, a guy that you want in fantasy— that is a look at the fantasy football waiver wire this week. I'll actually mention a couple of defenses out there. Uh, the Houston Texans, if you can pick them up this week, they get to play against Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon, or Zach Wilson. We've got the uh, New Orleans Saints who get to go up against Bryce Young. I uh, would definitely take a look uh, to see if the Patriots have been dropped in your league. They probably were against the Chargers, so they get to play against Trubisky this week. And honestly, I mean, Steelers defense too is just like an absolute jam. Uh, we also have the Raiders who are going up against Josh Dobbs, who while I think Dobbs is still a fine streamer, you still might want the uh, still might want the Raiders defense because he just threw four interceptions against the Browns. So that is going to do it for us this week. Obviously. A little bit shorter of a show as we get deeper into the season. They're just, you, you guys kind of know the drill. They're just not that many names. We'll be reacting to injuries as they happen. Uh, hope all of that was useful. Hope all of that was helpful. Good luck in your playoff matchups this week. And I will see you back on Thursday morning with Jacob. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 